The Rum of the Mist show that you are currently tuned into will begin in about five minutes. Until then, enjoy this wonderful tune. Why does a good man have to Listening to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast presented by Realm of the Mist Entertainment with your host, John Tolly. everyone and welcome to war of the stars a star wars podcast we are coming to you tonight as always from deep within the outer rim far beyond the watchful eyes of the galactic empire my name is john mark tolly joining me today as always from the city of brotherly love it is mr christopher stolly chris how you doing today man oh i just came out of the bathroom and i promise it was one single reactor only <laughs> <laughs> And we have a special guest making his uh, Realm of the Mist debut. It is Mr. Keith Zephyr. Did I get that right? Yeah, it's it's, it's pronounced Zephyr. Um, it's kind of my gamer tag slash nickname that I use in all kind of stuff I do. Oh. So I, I usually go by Zephyr or just Zeph. When you said it's pronounced, I thought for a second you were going to say it's pronounced Keith. Oh no, 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 no. That's such a like Star Wars weird... name. That's his name from now on. You're, you're Keith. Oh no, don't give me another nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Now, I got I gotta, I gotta, I got oh. a little Star Wars thing before we get started. I got a little Star Wars thing. The other day I went upstairs okay. and, and uh, Jen's, Jen's mom uh, usually likes to lay out on the couch when she's not feeling well. And 
I went up there and in her spot, perfectly laid out where she normally lays, was her her uh, her uh, uh, robe. She mm-hmm. wasn't there, but it was perfectly laid out like she was laying there, and then just disappeared. And I turned around to Jen. I said, "Oh my God, Mom's a Jedi." Because <laughs> she just became one with the force and left her robe behind. <laughs> oh shit! I just realized that because they totally had Luke do that fucking robe drop in the Last Jedi. Yeah, which yeah. Is totally referencing the fucking Obi Wan. Oh yeah. Bullshit that he pulled in A New Hope. Yeah. Ooh, the way he said that, I'm starting to wonder. Uh, Last Jedi hater. Uh, no, not really. Just, uh, I feel that there, there's a lot more stories that they could have done that would have been better. Like, I was a big fan of the Young Jedi Knight series, and so that, that that's not canon in the movies kind of makes my heart sad a little bit. Mm. Well, I, I can kind of get that, but, like, uh, in conversations we've had previous, uh, you weren't here for, I, I've stated before, when, when Disney bought... Lucasfilm and decided that all the extended universe stuff was no longer canon. I was excited, not because I didn't like that. I liked the fact that the old stuff was gone. I liked the old stuff. <coughs> I was excited that what I was going to get is something I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that yeah, I, I can agree with that. The, the, expecting new stuff is always fun. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say that I dislike the new trilogies, but there are other things in the Star Wars canon that I uh, like a lot better. Fair enough. Fair enough. The Darth Vader comics. That was that was worth the four and a half billion dollars of Lucas selling it. The Darth Vader comic runs have been phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> I actually need yeah. to find those. Oh, Apparently, yes, you do. Apparently, there's some there's some comic. Uh, Star Wars comic run out there that involves a bunch of stormtroopers, and at least one of them wields a lightsaber. He's not force sensitive; he just carries it because he can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's <laughs> in the main Star Wars run. It's in the main Star Wars run, and he he actually he actually goes toe to toe with Luke. It's pretty not to spoil anything, but it's pretty badass. Yeah, I mean. T- it- Deciding to just carry a lightsaber because is pretty badass to begin with, especially when you live in a galaxy with space wizards. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to remember, at that time, everybody expe- uh, figured that the Jedi were extinct. Nobody yeah. knew at the time really knew about Obi Wan. Nobody knew about Yoda. All yeah. they knew was Order sixty six purged the Jedi and the Empire mm-hmm. rose. So. Him walking around with an ancient Jedi's lightsaber, not unheard of. <laughs> yeah. Fair point. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we're going to start out like we usually do with a little bit of new Star Wars news. And um, really the big thing, again, is that we are just days away from Star Wars Celebration. Yay! I know. I, this is like... I don't know. I, I'd say the when episode nine for it comes out in December, that's going to be like Christmas for star Wars. This is like ironically Easter for star Wars fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've been hearing a lot of people have kind of speculated and I kind of agree that probably the 12th, which is when the episode nine panel happens is when we will get the trailer. 
And uh, do you guys kind of agree with that, that that seems like the most logical time to bring out the Episode Nine trailer and get the Episode Nine uh, the actual name will be during that panel, during the Episode Nine panel? Name? Let's see. We're, we're expected to get it in December. So usually about six months back. They drop it about six months before. Yeah. That, that's what I was going to say. Is, uh, the, the name, we'll get the name of Episode Nine. Absolutely. And I think we'll get a teaser, but we'll get something like Rogue One's teaser. If you remember its original yeah. teaser, it was like 10 seconds of nothing. But it was just enough yeah. to hype you. I, I think that's what we're going to get. If, yeah. If you're going to really event this, I know it's not Star Wars, but it's all Disney under one umbrella. Um, if you really want to hype this, you throw that shit, a full trailer right in the front of Endgame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh, yes. I can see that. <laughs> that makes yeah. a whole ton of sense. So yeah, that that's my um, personal opinion. I think we'll get a teaser, but I don't think we'll get a full on trailer because it's just too soon. I I kind of agree. I kind of agree. Um, and again, though, it kind of there's things that have come out that say this is a teaser, and they're like a minute long. You know, so mm-hmm. how long of a teaser do we get? Do we get one of those like full minute? You know, basically a trailer. They just call it a teaser, or do we get just like you said, just a little ten second? You know, well, they might they might geez. give us they might give us a, a ten to thirty second uh, teaser trailer, like the official teaser trailer, the first look, followed by a yeah. feature a behind the scenes featurette, non spoiler, yeah, behind the scenes yeah. featurette, yeah. It, it's it's not like the Force Awakens, which was like the revitalization of the series, where we got that teaser trailer, which was the there's been an awakening. Can you feel it? And then the fanfare, and that was it. You know, you know, yeah. thinking about it, how they'll trailer. actually do it, or, or at least how I think they'll actually do it, is they'll give you the teaser trailer, but instead of the featurette, what they'll actually do is they'll take a look back at the saga, the Skywalker saga. They'll have they'll have like Ooh. this little this little twenty five minute mini movie of you know episode one through episode eight, and then all of a sudden it'll just go dark. And the logo pop up, and there's a teaser trailer for episode nine. But hey, that's just a theory. Just a, a theory. Star Wars theory. Yeah, that's, that it's just a theory. Don't shoot me if it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Put your blasters away. Wait, unless unless you're stormtroopers, <laughs> you won't hit me. You'll hit John. Is Disney listening? Oh. Wait, do they have time to put this together? <laughs> hey, Bob Iger's sitting there like, wait a minute. Hey, Kathleen, uh, I just heard this little dinky podcast. Um, you need to do this. <laughs> uh, the other thing I've been kind of, I heard kind of a rumor that as of right now, now this could have changed you know, recently, but that the only people who really know the name right now are J.J. Abrams and probably Kathleen Kennedy. That uh, I'll slightly agree. I'll say Bob Iger knows. Yeah, I Bob, yeah. feel I feel like the way the industry works, that's not super likely. But then again, we have seen with things with franchises like Avengers that directors and, and producers are getting a lot more tight-lipped about details because of uh, actors like Cough Cough Tom Holland nah. who can't keep his mouth shut. 
Kind of, kind of off topic. Did anybody catch the Jimmy, uh, uh, the 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 Jimmy Fallon, the Light Show with Jimmy Fallon? Oh, where he hooked, where he hooked uh, Mark Ruffalo up to the lie detector? No, no, the the recent one, uh, a couple days ago, he had Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones, and they played an April Fool's joke on everybody, where they everybody thought that Maisie slipped out that uh, her character dies in the second episode of season eight. Oh, <laughs> oh, this is kind of off subject. I don't know, have too, they but... caught up to the books yet? They're beyond the books. Oh, yeah. They're beyond the books. Okay. They're beyond the 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 last season and this season, it's not, it's not matching up to any book because there's no book. <laughs> oh, I mean, it had Th- to this kind of eventually. yeah. This this kind of off, off subject too, but that just reminded me. My wife has. Um, there's a friend of ours, mutual friend of ours, and I guess he used to work at a local video store, and he used to joke around with people and say. Like, people would come in and it's like, is this a really good movie? He's like, yeah, but they die at the end. That was like a running gag. Until he said it with one movie and the guy working with him said, Jerry, they really do die at the end. Rogue One, Titanic. <laughs> I used to do that. I used to do that. I was a, I was a gas station attendant, late night gas station attendant when uh, the Titanic first came out. And people would come on a Friday night. They were going to go see the movie. You know, getting gas, whatever, cigarettes, and I'd be asking what they're up to. And they're, oh, we're going to see a movie. Oh, what movie? Oh, Titanic. And you could tell the husband was not interested. It was the wife or the girlfriend making them, right? So I just turned around like, I hate to spoil it for you, but, you know, the boat sinks and everybody dies. (laughs) Historically, you're not wrong. (laughs) Spoiler. Oh, you fucking or, or yeah, they're watching a movie like um, I don't know um, that Pearl Harbor. Like, the, okay, the Japanese are bombed, bombed this, bombed the city, right? Yeah, like uh, anyway, <laughs> Pearl Harbor. Yeah, um, the Japanese attack us. <laughs> but okay, anyway, back to Star Wars. This is a back Star to Wars Star show. Wars. Um, <laughs> there a bit. Uh, welcome to world, welcome to realm of the uh, realm of the mist podcast. Any realm of the mist podcast. <laughs> Any, Any realm of podcast the... gets sidetracked. Oh, but we we we've made a career out of it. Yes. <laughs> Half of our shows are just a sidetrack. <laughs> in fact, oh. in fact, correct me if I'm wrong, John. Isn't that how After Hours was born? <laughs> uh, pretty sh- I was, yeah, I... kind of. Full disclosure, I was actually watching one of the After Hours videos before we got on to do this. Oh, please tell me. Because I was kind of trolling around the YouTube channel. Oh, please tell me it was Fuck the FCC. Uh, no, I, I, I watched uh, number one. Oh, you, you so need I, to... I got a little bit of number one. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Skip ahead a little bit. Go to Fuck the FCC. Trust me, you'll <laughs> love it. <laughs> <laughs> Well then, <clears throat> on that note, uh, we're going to continue on with our look into the women of Star Wars this week. Uh, continuing on with the co- uh, crew of the Ghost with Sabine Wren. Um, so I'll first uh, get your guys. I know you said Keith that you're not. You haven't really watched a lot of Rebels, so I'm not uh, super familiar with Rebels. I have, I know a little bit about Sabine. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I do know is that 
she's either Mandalorian or of Mandalorian descent. Yeah. Um, and she's a bit of a badass. But uh, yeah, yes, to both it. of those, she is she is Mandalorian, um, and she's and she definitely is a badass. Both of those both of those are are true. Although one thing I always kind of appreciated about her is is they really showed her as being in many ways she was very i don't know what the word is she was very much a typical teenager in a lot of ways i think that was something that actually bothered me about her like out really? of all the characters out of all the characters we've discussed in the women of star wars i think so far sabine's one of my least favorite because hmm. of the fact that she's way too modern day punk rock girl. Yeah. And and yeah. a lot and a lot less Star Wars as, as we said, Mandalorian descent, which to me the Mandalorian's the best way I could describe a Mandalorian culture is like Roman Empire. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and definitely. she's like the exact opposite of anybody from Rome. You know? Yeah. But then again, I mean, if you look at, I mean, what do most teenagers try to do? They try to rebel against what they, what, you know, a lot of times what their society says is this is what you should be. And if you look at who Sabine is, she does that. She rebels against what what her society says she should be. So you're saying she's a rebel? But I'm... Oh, oh, the puns are here. He fits in. <laughs> and I mean, you can also look at um, her. I think this is the first, really, the first time that you can see a direct. You see two female characters that are side by side that you could compare, and you can see how each one has affected the other, and how her relationship with uh, Hera. You know, really influenced her, and even you know, her in her her relationship with other females because you see her with other females and other. And I'm just rambling now, so yes, you are. Uh, I'll, I'll help you out here. I'll, I'll pull you out of that little pit of despair. Um, yes, Falcor. Um, so anyway, uh, yes, I another believe, reference. I believe Artax is the. Artex, thank yes, for. thank you. Falcor is the luck dragon. We all big need fluffy a luck, luck dragon. We need a big fluffy luck dragon. No, <laughs> you're absolutely right. I'm glad you caught that. You passed the test. Um, no, that, that that much I can actually agree with you is that it was the first time we got more than one female at one time on screen in Star Wars, mm-hmm. which allowed us to compare uh, personalities and also see interactions between the two. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, as I stated, I may not be, have been a fan of hers in the beginning. I kind of had a Ahsoka uh, uh, a type relationship with her, where mm. in the beginning of Rebels, I really didn't care for Sabine. Sabine felt to me as this is Disney Disneyifying Star Wars. Yeah. But especially when you got into the arc spoilers for those who don't know, uh, when you got into the arc of the Black Saber. Oh yes, is really oh, I heard where about that arc. Where, I really oh. kind of want to go back and watch Rebels because of that arc. It's really That's where she good... starts coming into her own as a character yeah. to me, where yeah. where I actually I... started paying more attention to her as an individual character and not just one of those background characters of Rebels. 
Mm-hmm. I kind of agree. You know, she she definitely that was the one where she became more than just oh she's the one she's the the one that spray paints everything, mm-hmm. you know, and I I, I like because... to spray paint colorful colors and I like to blow shit up. That that was her character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you see you know, I mean her... to be fair, sometimes for a character that's good enough. True. True. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I there's can't remember what the hell his name was from Atlantis: The Lost Empire. His entire character was blowing shit up. And he was yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I stand corrected. <laughs> um, but and one thing I really liked in that arc was like you got to see throughout. Like we talked about it a uh, couple on our last episode with the relationship between Hera and Sabine with her learning to trust her and kind of that sister. And one thing I liked about the arc with the dark, the dark saber arc and the Sabine arc was seeing that relationship grow between, um, Sabine and, um, my mind just went blank. Give you a minute. Long train, short track. I know. I know. (laughs) Not, not as one of the main characters. Yes. And I'm kicking myself because I can, I am horrible and I cannot remember his names and I just need to, ladies and gentlemen, I am quitting Star Wars right now because I cannot remember a character's name. Turning your fan I card. On, I, have, I want to make a guess here. We're going to see if, if my encyclopedic random weird knowledge I hold on to works. Is it Ezra? It is not Ezra. Damn it. Kanan. <laughs> Kanan, yes. There you go. Wow. That was oh, wow, my next wow. guess. <laughs> wow. Yes. Okay. His uh, her wow. relationship with with uh, with Kanan, and seeing that kind of go from this very almost like he was almost just there. Like the like a lot of times it was like when it came to the relationship between Kanan and Sabine, Kanan was just there. You know, Kanan spent most of his time with Ezra, and well, considering see, that he was training Ezra, right, I guess yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like, like yeah. you do with your Padawan. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, it it she became kind of a side character, to, so to see him that relationship kind of build and that relationship kind of that bond kind of be there, you know that you know you're not just you know, the girl who happens to be on the ship, you're part of this crew, you're part of this family, and I care about you just as much as anyone else. And I want to see you succeed just as much as I want to see anyone else succeed in this, and I'm going to help train you to make sure that you do succeed. Quick, John, a chance for you to regain your uh, geek card. What is Kanan Jarrus' real real name? Oh... Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I lost it. Oh, no. Sean Bean. Sean, there you go, Sean Bean. That's why he died at the end. Spoilers. No. Um, <laughs> no, Caleb Dune. Oh, yes, Doom. Oh, I have to rewatch Rebels. It's been a while. Ah, uh, uh, I tried. Oh. Uh, Scale of one, t- 1 to 10, how hot is Princess Leia in a fucking slave outfit? 
Uh, is 11 an option? That's an option. <laughs> 15? Okay, you get your card back. Okay. <laughs> that seems wait, like no, a low bar to clear. Who's, 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 who's Leah? Uh, 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 I said Leia. <laughs> I know, I'm just... Uh, but now you're going to have me sitting here thinking about a Leah character. Who, who do I know that was a Leah? I don't know. Oh, well. Anyway, cont- back to the show. <laughs> yes, back to the today. show. I can t- it's it's okay. I've got I really don't have a lot this this week. I'm tired, I'm sleepy. So anyway, um uh, as, as as far as female characters in the in Star Wars universe goes, Sabine doesn't really have a whole ton of source material to pull from just mm-hmm. yet because Rebels yeah. is still relatively new. Yeah. And, and she, she was, was a secondary character. Yeah, she was a secondary character. Although I do have to admit, one thing that Rebels did do was they did at some point make time to give individual stories for all of the characters. Well, you know, of they, course, yeah, they, they gave did you, they gave you time to arts. care. Yeah, yeah, and they gave you time to care and understand who these characters were, and not just focus on. You know, the two quote-unquote main characters being Kanan and Ezra. You know, they kind of, you know, they did... You know, they, even did they even did story arcs for Chopper. <laughs> oh, wait till, we, wait till we showcase Chopper. Oh. My favorite Chopper. little murder droid. I'm telling you, I still want to fight. I, I, want, I want a tag team match of Chopper and HK from Knights of the Old Republic. Versus Triple uh, Zero and BT from the uh, Darth Vader comics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, I mean, really, I mean, when you're talking about Sabine, you know, the, the, the two arcs that really come to mind is the uh, one with her quote-unquote partner uh, when she was a bounty hunter. And okay. the the dark saber arc. Well, I think again, I, I the the main thing that turned me around on her uh, was was the dark saber arc, and it wasn't just because of the dark saber itself, but also like the, the dynamic interaction between her and her mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her and her father and her father and, and I, seeing how I forget if it was a cousin or brother as well. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember that if he one was a cousin or brother, but he, that interaction yeah. as well, where he was kind of the uh, you left us type deal. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And seeing how she, you know, how Classic her... Classic story arc. Yeah. And seeing how her her character developed as being kind of a mix of both of them. You know, she got the artistic side from her dad, but she got that kind of fighting spirit of from her mom. You know, and seeing that dynamic, and although I personally think that now looking back, I kind of see why they did that, but I thought for sure she would be the first one to die. Yeah, I'm actually surprised she didn't die. I, I, I thought I thought the arc, the story they would do is she would die, and she would be used as the rallying call for the Mandalorians to fight against the Imperial rule. That would have made sense. I, I, like I agree with you. Be, she would have been like the martyr, and she would have been like the one that was on the posters and on the things of you know, f- you know, she died for Mandalore. Well, I mean, let's be fair. I didn't expect the characters from from Rebels to wind up being, 
you know, Rogue One all over again. But uh, yeah. I, 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 I was really shocked at how little of the characters actually did die. Kanan. Yeah. Kanan was the only one. That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else survived. Well, yeah. it's still in question with Ezra. I think I think it's pretty. To me, it's pretty. I'm pretty sure Ezra Ezra is out there alive. I think uh, hasn't um, Filoni already said, pretty much already said that Ezra is somewhere out there. Well, I'm talking. I'm talking about in the point of story. Like, what? Yeah. When yeah. He, when he left at the end of Rebels, he was alive. Is he still alive during this new sequel trilogy? I don't know. Yeah. There's a possibility, but the chances of them bringing him from animation over to live action is slim to none. I'm yeah. telling you, they need to bring Ahsoka, and this this would bring uh, Ezra, especially in this movie, they need to bring Grand Admiral Thrawn oh, to live yes. action. Oh. It just it just needs to happen. It, it has to happen. <laughs> mm. But if you have... Well, if you have, let's it, talk a little bit... If you have Thrawn show up, Ezra's going to show up. Because they went to the same place. Yeah. And the only way yeah. Ezra wouldn't show up is because Thrawn killed him. <laughs> that would be a pretty interesting twist for the ninth, for episode 9. <laughs> and I've, I've said it before, and again, we're going off on a little bit of a tangent... <laughs> I think a really good a really good scene would be that if you have this big battle where the remnants of what's now the reborn rebellion of the resistance is fighting against you know the first order and the star destroyer and all of a sudden you see these impre- these old style imperial class star destroyers just come out of nowhere and they turn around and they start attacking the first order like they're they're looking for some sort of secret help. Like that's the whole story is they're looking for some some somebody to help them, and it turns out that it's the Empire that comes to the aid of the Resistance. The the remnants of the Empire, kind of like the Yuuzhan Vogt they're, story. Yeah, that they're the ones that kind of come into the and it's Thrawn, Thrawn at the helm with Ezra by his side. See, I still think the puppet master behind every. I, I know that there's rumors in Episode Nine that the uh, Emperor's going to return, like Palpatine, or he's been returned and he's the reason for the uh, First Order, the rise of the First mm-hmm. Order and Snoke. I really want to believe it's Thrawn. I want to believe mm-hmm. Thrawn's the pe- puppet master that put all this in motion. Ooh, and that would be very much a Thrawn thing to do. Mm-hmm. That would be very much a Thrawn <laughs> thing to do. Oh. From what anyway. I've seen of him, he, he's definitely that kind of calculating. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. Well, the, the one thing, since since you're more you're more of a Legends EU uh, uh, aficionado to the to the modern canon, the one thing that Rebels did correctly is when they brought Thrawn over, even though he's not in the same timeline as he was in in the extended universe. The character mm-hmm. is one hundred and twenty thousand percent on point. Oh, well, I, that's I, because like they I was brought ta- in. I, when I said what from what I've seen of him, I was talking of from what I've seen of him in Rebels. Right. Yeah. Like his well, character part of that's is very because, on point from his his EU canon yeah. counterpart. Well, part of that is because they brought in Timothy Zahn to make sure that they got the character. I mean, when you bring in the guy who created the character and say. And have him say, "Okay, we want to make sure this character is right." I mean, you're going to get it, you know. Thrawn is absolutely. Just about- oh yeah, Thrawn is absolutely perfect in Rebels, and of course, yeah. if you read the new canon books on Thrawn, uh, Thrawn and Thrawn alliances. Oh my God, 
Like, yeah. of course, it's Timothy Zahn writing these new books, but it's it's still just oh my god, this is this is Thrawn. It, Timothy Zahn yeah. is probably the best thing that happened to the extended universe. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, well, we're going to take a little bit of a break for a pause for the cause, a um, whatever else you want to call it, and we will be back and continue our discussion on Sabine Wren. Right after this. Why didn't the three little pigs go in for some kind of flat share scheme? Does Jesus get to choose which wine he turns it into? Why don't Sims have the upper body strength to climb out of a swimming pool? And does everybody really want to be a cat? I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And if you're the type of person that overthinks these deep philosophical questions, then Think to the Brink is the podcast for you. From Disney characters to song lyrics, debates to social etiquette, tune in every week for your dose of paralysis by analysis. All topic suggestions are welcome. If you can think it, we can overthink it. Think to the Brink. Available on all podcast platforms. Hey everyone, this is John Tolley, inviting you to check out War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, me and my co-host Christopher Stolley discuss the news and theories surrounding one of the largest franchise franchises in the world. So join us every Wednesday at 8 Eastern as we travel to the galaxy far, far away, right here on Anchor FM and wherever fine podcasts are heard. You know, when you need CBD, vape juice, or new mod, go to Vape Station, 10859 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia, PA, 9116. They are formerly known as East Coast Vapor. They have all your needs, all the equipment, all the juice, and hey, while you're there, sit down, enjoy a beer of your own, and just hang out with a bunch of cool people. Guys, if you really need your next vape machine, or maybe you just want to try a made uh, juice, make sure you hit up Vape Scorpion. That's 1085 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 19116. Or give a call to 215-464-8273. Oh yeah, and make sure you let them know that Realm of the Mist Entertainment sent you. He said that she said, how dare you say that? That's offensive. Well, someone's got to say it. It had to be said with Venus. Catch the live show Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Check out the recordings at any time. Guest shows weekly. Listener, beware. Mature content. Sexual content. Trigger warning. Do you dare say it? Hi, my name's Chris. And I'm here to be about Realm of the Mist podcast. In this podcast, we talk about all the great entertainment things from movies, music, books, comic books, and many, many other forms of entertainment, as well as politics, current events, and just general humor and having a good time. If you're looking for a podcast that is right up your alley, look no further than Realm of the Mist podcast here on Anchor.fm or where fine podcasts can be heard. Hi, this is Dave from the Comic Collection at 83 Bustleton Pike in Feasterville, Pennsylvania. Our phone number is 215-357-3332. We are right next to Northeast Philadelphia. 
We have action figures, gaming, statues, albums, and CDs, graphic novels, other knickknacks, and, of course, comics. Established in 1985, we are your go-to store. Come by and say hello, and say that the guys from RadioCast FM Radio sent you. The address again is 83 Bustleton Pike, Feasterville, Pennsylvania, or call 215-357-3332. Three-Eyed Turtle? Is that alright? What the fuck is a Three-Eyed Turtle? Wants a mustache ride. Are you tired of the same old podcasts with no humor? Well, join us for After Hours, where everything is funny, at least to us, on Anchor.fm, and where quality podcasts are heard. How the fuck did we get on this? I don't know. CC started this shit. It's their fucking fault. Hey everyone, this is Dak. This is Liam. And this is White People Shit. We are a bi-weekly podcast. Whoa. Maybe you're buying weak. I'm straight and strong. It means twice a week, you douche. Oh. Yeah, listen to us twice a week. On White People Wednesdays, we talk about gay stuff, zombies, superhero sex positions. And on Feature Peep Fridays, we interview the Feature Peep of the Week. Yeah, like a fucking furry. Just search WPS Podcast and look for the white dude in red pajamas. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Tube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We believe in equal opportunity humor where all things can be made fun of. So if your feelings get hurt and you're offended, you can always eat a dick. And we're back, and we are continuing our look at Sabine Rin, the, uh, I guess you could say, the resident explosive expert on the ghost. I guess it's safe to say she's the bomb. <laughs> she's their Rico. Um... <laughs> Rico. Uh, eh? Please tell me somebody that reference. I did. Yeah, Rico. Kaboom. No Rico. Kaboom. 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 No Rico. Yes, Rico. Kaboom. Kaboom. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but we were talking a little bit about Ezra, and I think that was a really interesting dynamic for me is seeing that relationship. And What relationship? Uh, Brian talked about it earlier uh, last episode with the Hera episode. Where everybody was waiting for for Kanan and 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 uh, uh, Hera to finally kiss and shit, I was waiting for the final hookup or at least expression of emotion between the two of them. Ezra was head over heels in love with her, and she kept ignoring I think, it. I think it was. I think there was a couple things with that. I think in one the, in is, the beginning she was almost antagonistic toward Ezra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was more. I think for her, she saw him more as a little brother. Oh, that's worse than the friend zone, right there. That was how she saw. She was like, "You're, you're," and even though there wasn't that much of an age difference, a lot of times, especially when you're talking about that age and the difference between a a boy and a girl, a couple years, at, especially during that time, during that age, can be huge. 
I'm sorry, honey. You want some pussy? Here's a loth cat. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Jedi cock block. That's just harsh. <laughs> well, hey, didn't the Jedi have a thing against attachments? Detachments were forbidden, but, you know, compassion. That's the, well, no, I'm just using Anakin's argument in Attack of the Clones, and nothing should ever be used yeah. from Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Ouch. Hey. I'm wow. quite beside myself. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I was, you Told guys you go right ahead. Today. Told you I'm in the mood today. Them. It's your show. Wow. Don't don't let me take it over. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there was definitely that. Um, like I said, you know, definitely that. Her seeing Ezra as a brother, and of course, like you said, Ezra being completely hit over heels for her. And I don't know. It was just. It was interesting to see how that ended and how that. You know, Ezra finally coming to the realization that it's never going to happen. And kind of moving past that and, you know, and that relationship changing from one of, again, in um, in that Darksaber arc, in that Mandalorian arc, with her, him kind of taking and helping out with the training. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you Which know, I- kind of. Oh, which, go ahead. Which is kind of funny because I think that arc, it was really like uh, helpful for both of them because Ezra wasn't the world's greatest Padawan to begin with. So when he's sitting there helping, you know, Sabine you learn how to use that freaking lightsaber, you know, yeah. it, it, it was it was almost it was almost like a mutual <laughs> thing. Like, okay, he's training her in the techniques, but she's training him in the patience. Yeah, department. I think he and walked. I think he walked away from that exchange a better Jedi. Yeah, I think they both. I think all of them walked. I think even Kanan walked away a better Jedi because he had to change his whole training routine. Right. He couldn't just train her. Train her like he would any Jedi because a she doesn't have the Force. Right. So she doesn't have that connection. So he had to change his entire, and she he had to realize that she's not Ezra. You can't, tr- you know, even she's definitely not Ezra. <laughs> Thank God. No. Well, not just you know the obvious reason, but he. You're talking about someone with a completely different personality, a completely different way of looking at things, and you know she had to he had to learn that. You can't, you know, there's not just a handbook that said, this is how you train people. You know, everyone is different. And yeah, as frustrated as Ezra got in some of the beginning of his training with stuff, I can only imagine that Sabine would have gone off and blown up a few things to vent. Right. Yeah. No, that that that, that is true. Just like... uh. I mean, she she going back to what you said earlier, Keith, about about her antagonizing, you know, Ezra's emotions. I mean, there were times where where you wondered because, like, I remember that episode where uh, Chopper had pulled the bolts to uh, Ezra's bunk, and Ezra's bunk dropped down on Zeb while he was sleeping. 
Yeah. <laughs> and she decides to go into their room during the whole entire episode and paint a mural. And when they come back, it's a mural of Ezra and his bunk falling on Zeb in the bottom bunk. <laughs> like, yeah. She's going to immobilize well, this incident. She did. <laughs> well, it, if you think about it, though, you can kind of almost see that reaction because up until that point, other than, you know, um, yeah, I, she was the, uh, you know, the youngest one on the crew. And so she, I think she probably got a lot more attention from both of them. You know, if you look at Hera and um, Kanan as being kind of like the parents of the ship mm-hmm. and Zeb kind of being crazy Uncle Zeb. Oh, I, my, I, think about it, though. Thought. My mind went <laughs> completely the wrong way after the last couple of episodes on Realm of the Myths where we were talking about creepy Uncle Joe Biden. So oh. <laughs> you might want to rephrase Uncle Zeb. There. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but, um, wow. Yeah. Um, but then you have, you know, Ezra come in, and here's this kind of almost, you can say, wonder kid who comes in, and suddenly he's the focus of the attention of all the attention. Well, see that much. That much I can get. Like she was a part of the team, even though she was, uh, you know, had that issue for a while. It's like I need to know what's going on. Nobody's telling me anything, and it's the same shit the Empire pulled on me, and blah blah blah. But yeah. I get in the beginning, like the first couple episodes, where she was kind of anti Ezra, not so much because she was the young in and it's jealousy, but they really didn't know where Ezra stood. Ezra was just a uh, street rat. You know, he yeah. wasn't a part of the team. He was a street rat who who stole their shit. Yeah. You know, and now is hitching a ride on their ship because Kanan yeah. said so. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. I could I could definitely see the antagonistic parts in the beginning. But after she saw that he was going to be a part of the crew and a part of the team, she still didn't give him and you know maybe it's a maybe it's a fan thing but you know she didn't give him the attention that i think he she should have like that that mm. boy would have moved death stars for her yeah, yeah. It, you know it, it it might just be that by the point that they got you know by the time they got to that point she was just set in the way of being antagonistic to him kinda yeah kind of like a, like a anti flirt flirt Kind of, maybe. And like I I said, you know, maybe... I've used this as my coping mechanism for dealing with you for so long, I don't actually know how to do anything else. (laughs) Mm. I don't know, that kind of makes sense in a way. Yeah, it does. You know, and like I said, you know, we don't... You know, I mean, obviously, you know, we kind of... We only get what what we've seen, so... And without knowing a lot of other source material for Sabine, we can't really know, like what she really thought of Ezra. You know, well, we get just what we hear and what we see. Well, there's there's a good question. With uh with Rebels being done, and we know yeah. that Sabine survives the end of Rebels spoilers. Um mm-hmm. do you think that we'll ever get any more material of Sabine? Maybe a novel or a comic run, anything of that nature? It's a mm. possibility. It's definitely a possibility. Uh the yeah. the original EU 
has a rich history of pulling random characters from the the main movie canon and expanding on their backstories. Yeah. Whether warranted or not. Well, I was I mean, about just, to, about just to look say. at Boba well, Fett. Well, yeah. I, was about, I was about to say, do you think the character even warrants a look deeper into her history or, or her future, for that matter? I, I don't know, because, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Lord knows well, and I just, she's got more character development than Boba originally had. <laughs> five lines, and yeah. one of them was, ah! <laughs> yeah, one of them was literally a Wilhelm scream. Yeah. <laughs> 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 ah! Uh, but I, I just had a thought of, you know, we I, I said we don't I'm know what her relationship, what I mean, not her relationship, but what she thought of Ezra. But in a way, we kind of do get a little bit of a glimpse in how she felt about Ezra is at the end of Rebels. She is the one. It's if I remember right, she was the one that goes out with um, Ahsoka to find him, to find her, to find him. Well, yeah, I mean, it's at the, not at the end of Rebels are friends, but. You know, they they didn't go. They didn't cross that barrier that I really hoped for, personally. And I, I imagine there was enough fans out there that probably felt the same way I did. It's like these two need to hook up. You know? Yeah. I mean... uh, yeah. From 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 what I saw of the Rebels fandom, while I wasn't watching it, but I was like aware of its existence. Uh, the shipping between Ezra and Sabine was pretty strong. Oh yeah. yeah. So. But uh, yeah. I, I get a kick out of as as you were saying that I heard uh, Keith in the background continuing the uh, rap battle of history <laughs> that I stole that I stole the line of the Boba Fett had five lines and one of them was ah <laughs> but, uh, but yes. I, I don't recall how was I continuing I heard you say something in the back I thought you were still rapping it <laughs> oh no I said five more minutes in the Sarlacc pit oh five more minutes oh. in the Sarlacc pit. Yes, Boba Fett, the most badass character in Star Wars, gets poked in the back by a blind guy and knocked into a toothy butthole. That's a badass. Hey, hey, everybody can roll a one. (laughs) Dungeons and Dragons reference. Thank you. Nice. (laughs) We've secured our geekdom. I am that kind of gamer. There you go. I got yes, no pro- me too. Dude, I again, completely off topic here, but you just brought something up. My mind was blown. I'm a huge Fallout fan, right? The video game yeah. Fallout. There is a Dungeons & Dragons-style RPG Fallout game that is that came out or is coming out called uh, something Wasteland, uh, Fallout uh, Wonderful Wasteland or some shit. I think I heard a little bit about that. I haven't actually seen any like materials for it yet, but I have heard a rumor of it. Oh, I've got to check this thing mm. out. <laughs> well, another another thing, kind of again off topic, and since we're talking on that, I saw a first little preview for um, they're re coming out with uh, Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines video game. Yup. Oh, it they're coming What's that? It needs a revamp. I was actually going to do a playthrough of the original Bloodlines uh, through yeah. PC for Press A Gaming, and it just, it was so choppy and and bad, I, I, I couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah, they're, re, 
now that they've re kind of reintroduced the original uh they kind of quit with the requiem and they brought back masquerade they're redoing bloodlines nice with completely new graphics and completely new storyline and just read redoing it and just the, the little things i've seen videos i've seen with it it looks really good uh, another thing i heard in, in, along the same veins of that is apparently they're doing a Baldur's gate remake Ooh. Hmm. which i'm excited for i used to love ball i had the Baldur's gate for the og xbox and i loved that game well, I'll tell you what. In the last, in the last incarnation of Realm of the Mist, you'll you'll appreciate this since you're since you're digging through our our history a little bit. Uh, besides, fuck the FCC, that's we talked about earlier. You'll see a show that we used to have called Gaming XP. You'll see a folder for that. We were doing uh, live role play. Oh, we, that's awesome. We were doing we were doing a Pathfinder campaign. I'm actually I'm actually oh. doing a Pathfinder campaign with my friends right now. You, you might want to check that out. You might it's check going that very, out. Uh, exactly how you imagine a Pathfinder campaign goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You might want to check that out if that's your thing, because you'll you'll probably get a kick out of it. Yeah. I'm still heartbroken that it, it stopped. But uh, yeah. yeah, you can always start it up again. <laughs> yeah. We need to DM. He's the guy that left. <laughs> oh, yeah. I might know a guy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what were we talking about again? I believe it was Sabine Wren. Sabine Wren. That's right. That's right. Wow. You can tell how much of a... Uh... Come on. Keep up with the conversation, John. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you can tell how much of an important character she was. And it wasn't that... It's we... not that she... It's not that she wasn't important. It's more that it's it's she only has one series that she was a big part of. Mm, that's and true. We we've yet to see whether they're going to continue giving her backstory in the wider canon. Yeah. Kind of things. That's that's the hard thing. Like with all the all the female characters we've discussed uh, previously, they were mainstay characters. They were the lead actresses or the lead female mm-hmm. roles including Hera. And now we're yeah. talking about a secondary character who wasn't giving, given as much as the rest of the characters. So it's yeah. really, really hard. I mean, the, 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 the long and the short of the answer, did I like the character? Yeah. Would I like to see more information on the character? Yes. But unfortunately, there's just not a whole lot to talk yeah. about on yeah. it. That, that, that's a damn shame. You know, because I definitely think she could be all right, here, here's my point of view of the character. So I, I think the character would be a good character for younger female audiences. I think mm-hmm. I think they could really resonate with her if they gave her, for sake of argument, her own little adventure on Disney XD or something like that. You know, that I would think, be. I think that would be really cool. I think I think little girls could really, you know, preteens and stuff like that could really connect to that type of character. So mm-hmm. I think I think I. I think there's a lot of market for Sabine Wren, but until they come out with more, all we have is four seasons of Rebels. Well, yeah, I mean, I can see, I can see now, I can see, you know, marketing, you know, little, you know, girl-sized uh, Mandalorian helmets with the Sabine uh, outfit on, the Sabine paint job. Fuck that, I'll have one. Merchandising, <laughs> merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Merchandising. Hey, Sabine Wren, the flamethrower. The kids oh, uh, love this. <laughs> the kids love this. <laughs> oh. But, uh. Oh. 
All right. Well, we're going to wrap things up a little early tonight. And well, let me um, get this out before we do. We got a couple things I want to I want to shoot out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my uh, my 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 uh, CEO of a company hat for a second here. Uh, there is huge, huge news here in Realm of Myths Entertainment that is going to be coming to you guys very, very soon. As a matter of fact, I will give announce the exact date that you'll find out what's going on. That is uh, April 20th. Yes, 420. We will be live on location. Well, some of Whoa. us will be on location. The rest will be on over Skype or however we get them on because they don't live in the same city I do. Um... Sorry. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Well, we we work with what we got, correct? But uh, the the fact the fact of the matter is is that we're gonna have a huge huge announcement. So you guys are not gonna want to miss that. Make sure you're tuning in to our newly minted YouTube channel. We finally broke the triple digits, ladies and gentlemen. So you can find us at uh, YouTube.com/slash. Realm of the Mist to entertain vape. All one word. Go ahead and hit that up, and that's the way you can find us and get to like and subscribe. So that's the two big news, man. We finally broke the triple digits, and major announcement coming on April 20th. Awesome. Can't wait. Oh, oh. one other one. I'm sorry. One other one. And we got the guy here, so I can actually make that announcement. <laughs> you heard Did we me make it at the beginning of it? No, 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 no. Uh, we we announced that you're a part of Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Uh, excuse me, Entertainment. I'm talking too fast now. I'm, oh God, that had a flavor. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll just edit it in post. Oh, whoa, that water di. <laughs> no, no, we announced that you're oh. part of Realm of the Mist Entertainment, but we did not amount uh, announce what show you're mainly going to be attached to. Even though talent in Realm of the Mist is like you know bisexual they can go to any podcast they want um we signed you on specifically for a show that is finally coming off the shelf and into reality we've been doing uh for the longest time for non-podcast uh non-podcast days on youtube we were doing uh, a thing called uh press a gaming which press a gaming was just uh, video game let's plays and playthroughs and it was always an idea of taking press a gaming and giving it a monthly podcast the original idea was to talk about the games being played when originally we thought we'd have other people besides me playing them. Unfortunately, that never came to fruition until now. Guys, we are officially announcing Press A Gaming Podcast, which will be a monthly half hour or so podcasts discussing single topics of video games be it the industry upcoming game reviewing a game that's out there whatever we may float our boat and in fact mr keith who uh is one of the panelists of press a gaming podcast came up with the first topic which i will announce which is uh the bat the phenomenon of the battle royal style video game is it godly or is it trash? We will decide when we sit is down to talk about it. Is it fat or is it here to stay? Is it fat or is it here to stay? We're going to discuss that topic on the first inaugural debut of Press A Gaming Podcast. And finally, before I give you back to the shut, uh, shout out, uh, to, to give the uh, outro, finally, I just want to give a shout out to our friends over at uh, Vape Scorpion. Guys, I know you're listening in. I know you're playing the replay for us uh, in in the store. Guys, 
thank you very much for having us in there and uh, we look yeah, forward to thank hearing, you guys. hearing hearing ourselves on your stores a lot more often definitely definitely all righty then with that being said as uh chris just said you can find us at realm of the mist on youtube just you can just search realm of the mist and you'll probably be able to find us there uh remember to like and subscribe also remember to if you're checking us out on any of the other platforms which you can hear us on anchor.fm just look for anchor.fm and look for realm of the mist uh if you're checking us on itunes give us a five-star review that goes a long way and also remember if you if you like what you hear or like what any of the other shows uh, remember to support us on Patreon and on Anchor.fm. Every little penny, every little dollar helps. You have no idea how much it means to us. You have no idea how much it means when you subscribe, when you give us that thumbs up. All that stuff just goes a long way. It means a whole lot to us. When you comment. Uh, when you comment, yes. we like comments. We do. We do. Yes. Spread our message everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. But honestly, though, you know, when you come, you know, tell us what you like. Tell us what tell us what we you think we can improve because we want to put out the best content that we possibly can. So, you know, tell us if there's something that you like, hey, why don't you try this? You know, why don't you? This is something that I think would make the show better, and we'll listen to it. You know, we may not necessarily do it, but we do listen to it, and we will take it into consideration. So, um, I but promise you find, we will not you, make fun of you on air, except for maybe after hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> after hours has no rules. It's, it's the truth. It really is. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, John. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at. Mark Tolly uh, on Twitter at John Mark Tolly one and on Instagram at John Tolly 3930. Uh, other than that, uh, Chris, where can they find you? Anywhere you see the logo of Realm of the Myths Entertainment, whether it be on YouTube, Anchor.fm, Spotify, iTunes, and all the great uh, podcast platforms. You can also find me on all the social medias under Christopher Michael Stolly. And, of course, you can find me every week on Realm of the Myths Podcast, It Had to Be Said with Venus, and War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. All right, and uh, Mr. Zephyr, how can people find you? Well, I guess they can find me on the Realm of the Mist website now, uh, whenever I decide to, you know, fill out the bio. Uh, and uh, Your picture's there. Yeah, my picture <laughs> is there. Um, I guess you can also find me on uh, my Facebook page, Keith Zephyr Partlow. Um, I guess that's really it. I don't really have an online presence all that much. Yeah, that's about to change. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that all being out of the way, uh, thank you all for everyone for joining us tonight. And check us out next week as we continue rolling on with our look at the women of Star Wars with the Clone Wars original bad girl. Asajj Ventress. Asajj Ventress. Yay! Oh, we have Uh, one more shout out we got to give. I completely forgot this. Because, you know, one of the hosts is just forgettable. The other one's really cool, though. 
I want to give a shout out to uh, to, to uh, Dak and Liam over in White People Shit Podcast. WPS guys, go over to Spotify and all the great uh, podcast things. Look up WPS Podcast. Go check them out. They just released their episode for this week, which is their eleventh episode, and I am the special guest podcaster. Trust me, you don't want to miss how much I made Dak cry. Yeah, those guys are a lot of fun. (laughs) Trust me, I personally know them. (laughs) All right. Well, with that being said, again, thank you all for joining us. And until next time, remember, the Force will be with you. Always. And always with you.